Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And it's only Wednesday. And my goodness, folks, breaking news left and right. We have the EU Commission confirming that they're going to phase two. We kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, we got some big numbers for Call of Duty. Uh, they In 10 days, folks, they made $1 billion. It is the best-selling Call of Duty of all time uh, in that time frame. The closest one to it took 15 days to reach the $1 billion mark. They did it five days earlier, and that game continues to roll uh, with the you know with the big boys when it comes to numbers it is the best selling game so far in 2022 and i don't think anything actually comes close uh we're going to be talking about what zelnik the ceo of take two Inter entertain uh, take two which you know the makers of uh you know 2k sports and of course gta and several other B big 2k games i had to say uh about uh, Microsoft owning Activision. What he had to say about Sony, when he, you know, he did it very subtly, but it was very, very throw under the bus ish, if you will. And we're going to talk about the breaking story that came out of Xbox era and then reconfirmed by Jez Corden of Windows Central about Diablo 4 coming out in April of 2023. And the question that we'll be covering is whether or not that's the first Activision. Xbox game to land in the service and folks I think it will be and we have a cast with uh of great podcasters here today to help break all of this down a lot of guests because we do have several people from the panel that you know and love on vacation get ready to go on vacation and spending time with family because well family first is oh is something that we represent on this uh channel more times than not but let's welcome in Hargeet Chani, my brother. This is like your fifth or sixth time, and every time you seem to be here, there's something going on with ABK. I love it. But you know what I'm gonna <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna really enjoy is you actually reached out to the CMA uh and specifically basically dropped the hammer on what Sony's been doing for two decades. Uh, I can't wait for you to talk about it, but more importantly, how the heck are you feeling? Yeah, good. Uh, I uh, <laughs> in my personal life, I finally I ordered an Escalade in tw uh, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. I Whoa. finally got to pick it up yesterday. It took that long for them to make it. Uh, so uh, some cool stuff there. I finally get to get my new car. Um, okay, all right. yeah, congratulations. That, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, right. So <laughs> outside of that, uh, you know, we always have some good topics to go over. Um, but yeah, and my vacation starts in uh, about a week and a half. Oh, out nice. from uh, the week of Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's to play Good some games. <laughs> freaking for you, dude! Oh my God, yeah. I'm I, I, I'm jealous and I'm retired. So there you go. <laughs> yep. Listen, brother, it's it's great to have you back here, and of course, uh, you always bring such great knowledge, passion, and uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, conversation to the you know to the topics that we're covering. So we're glad to have you here. Uh, the best beard in the business that seems to have gotten a little thicker. Uh, last week, brother, you missed out because guess what? Your computer took a dump, and this is why I hate PCs. You're back, and of course, more importantly, the midweek mix-up is back as well. Dutch, how you feeling, brother? Yeah, feeling good. It was a, a RAM upgrade gone wrong. Unfortunately, the uh, 
The manufacturers stated that it worked on all i7 8th gen processor computers and above. That is not the case. So, <laughs> so the RAM upgrade failed miserably. Um, that's mm. sent back having rows with Amazon. That aside, I've got the old RAM back in and working now. So everything's good for the moment. <laughs> and I am back to grind. So yeah, awesome podcast again this evening. Um, looking forward to jumping into Ragnarok on Friday, eventually. Mm. Um, and uh, obviously, we, you want to make the most of it as well. You don't want to just dive into a game for an hour or so, especially one like that on, on a weeknight. No, no, that, that's something you want to experience. Uh, I, I, I haven't played it. I've downloaded it. Por- I purchased the most expensive edition because I'm a big fan of, of, of Santa Monica. Uh, and yeah. I'm also a huge fan of God of War. This is going to be a monster title i'm just in the midst of sonic frontiers i'm playing yes. i'm still playing gotham knights which is phenomenal and let me tell you something about sonic frontiers tomorrow we're gonna be talking about uh review uh gaming gaming reviews versus uh gamers uh, yeah. uh i don't know i i reached out to a few people to try and uh you know, have someone but yeah yeah it's it's because right now uh, there's a lot of banter in the in the community regarding Sonic. Not not saying that it is garbage. I, I'm playing it, and folks, I'm playing it on the freaking Switch because I got it three days earlier. Thank you, Walmart, very much. I got it <laughs> over the weekend, and I had a chance to put six hours into it. Um, I am telling you, folks, if you like Sonic, if you like Sonic Adventure, damn, this game is good. But I think it's going to, and again, the, the bet's still there. Is it a lunatic bet? Some would say so. And someone says that my knees are already gone. But I am telling you, folks, Sonic is going to sell well. The question is, how well? Does it double up God of War? Well, the answer for me is yes. It's going to sell two to one, but only time will tell. And last, no worries. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I mean, listen, I was going to say we had our biggest biggest Sega fan on the podcast again this evening, Hurt Ogvin. So, uh, he he's been playing Sonic. We've been watching his gameplay footage this evening, so yeah, it looks looks great. Looks good. It's fun. it's I'm I'm quite enjoying it to be honest with you. And the best bald head in the business, <laughs> they call him Q Ball, but we call him Mag. What's going yes. on, brother? How you feeling? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm a fantastic. I had a really really busy week, both uh, both personal and of course business wise. Uh, do, doing some uh, some global reveals, which will be uh, actually we just uh, were on uh, uh, Bloomberg yesterday talking about uh, Anjami and the uh, the new uh, way forward for uh, not crypto, but like in terms of like uh, what we're doing. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. It's just uh, it's been a busy week. But let me tell you about something. Gaming wise, I played the first 23 exactly. By the way, 23 minutes of God of War Ragnarok is the best 23 minutes I've played in like two years of mm. anything ever. So I gotta tell you, my game of the year so far has been for Horizon Forbidden West. But I gotta tell you, God of War in 23 minutes has already been like you know what? I already have a tear in my eye. I already have like the Dual Sense Five is doing things to me. It's massaging my hand, nice, doing nice. fantastic. Like oh, dude, it's great! You know what? I'm telling you, I'm sitting there. Even the cutscenes have haptic feedback. I'm not even kidding. It is magical. Let me tell you something. So, anyways, got that going on. I'm in the middle of purchasing a bunch of other stuff for the fall. Callisto Protocols now on the list, and because of you clowns, I've got Sonic Frontiers that I'm going to be getting anytime now. So, uh, and then of course uh, Gotham Knights, which now my wife is like. Well, Boom said it's good. When I'm like, well, fine, then we'll buy it then. So, yeah, because uh, she's been asking around. She wants to play it, right? So, anyways, so we got games coming. We got a lot of news to talk about. We got Hargeet here. We have some other special guests coming. We got Dutch here and Boom here. And we got, obviously, a great chat. Let's get right into the show, folks. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. We're not even talking about it today. We're going to talk about it tomorrow is the uh, Halo Winter Update, folks. That uh, oh, and that is too. getting yeah. uh, unbelievable buzz. I think, uh, I mean, some people, David Jack in the chat says, Halo Forge will take all of your free time. Um, and uh, I, I, like I said, I currently have 12 days into Halo Infinite, and I intend to get, but seriously put some time into it. But uh, Gotham Knights, Mag so good it's your fault boom it it's is, your fault i you know what's funny you know what's sad folks <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you i have sold more copies of that game and done more marketing for that game than wb and La and, and, and laszlo uh, i i should True. be getting some sort of a cut i haven't got anything it's fine i'm just having <laughs> fun but listen let let's you know what i i do want to talk about um diablo but i i i i I kind of want to start off with the EU commission stuff because I think that it's incredibly important. You know, we we have other people coming in. Um, so let, let, let's let's get into it. And I'm going to go first to Hargeet on this because obviously he's our, one of our special guests and he does have a lot to say. But it has been confirmed by the EU commission folks that they're launching their what's it, what they're considering their phase two in-depth probe of Microsoft's proposed $70 billion uh, investment into the acquisition of Activision, Blizzard, and King. Now, here is some of what the commission had to say, and I think it's relatively important to the conversation. Uh, and I'm, I pulled this from, of course, I'm going to give credit where credit is due, uh, videogameschronicles.com. It was written yesterday by Tom Ivan of the site, and it's a, it opens up with the European Commission has officially launched an in-depth probe of Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And this is exactly what the commission had to say. And I quote, the commission is concerned that the proposed acquisition may reduce competition in the markets for the distribution of console and personal gaming PCs, video games, and for PC operating systems, it said in its announcement. They go on to say, folks, in particular, the commission is concerned that by acquiring Activision Blizzard, Microsoft may foreclose access to Activision Blizzard's console and PC video games, especially to high-profile and highly successful games, uh, and, they, and, they, and they put in parentheses so-called AAA games, such as Call of Duty. They go on to say a few things, and please bear with me as I read through them. The preliminary investigation suggests that Microsoft may have the ability, as well as the potential economic incentive, to engage in foreclosure strategies. This, a la this, Microsoft rival distributors of console video games, such as preventing these companies from distributing Activision Blizzard's console video games on console or degrading the terms and conditions for their use of access to these games. They also go on to say, when it comes to multi-game subscription servers and or cloud gaming streaming services in particular, the commission is concerned that by acquiring Activision Blizzard, Microsoft may foreclose access to the, uh, the detriment of its rival distributors of console and PC video games that offer such services to its own PC and console video games, which are key for the, provi the provision of the, uh, of the nascent services of multi-game subscriptions 
and cloud game services. And finally, at this stage of the investigation, the commission has concerned that the proposed acquisition may reduce competition in the market for PC operating systems. In particular, the commission is concerned that Microsoft may reduce the ability of rival uh, providers of PC operating systems to compete with Microsoft's operating Windows operating system windows by combining Activision Blizzard games and Microsoft's distribution of games via cloud game streaming to Windows. This would discourage users to buy non-Windows PCs. Now, it's a lot of jargon. There's actually three or more paragraphs, but for the love of Joe, you get <laughs> the gist of it. Um, Hargeet, I do want to go to you first uh, for a couple of reasons, because the internet is not only sometimes a scary place because people are psychotic and they say things, but uh, it is also uh, comedy gold, which you and I had quite a hoot in the green room uh, and some of the uh, the takes that I saw, and again, folks, here on this channel, we do not put anyone under a bus. We do not put anyone in front of a firing squad because the last thing that I want to do is be responsible for you going after someone because they said something you didn't like. So we say these things. Uh, we don't say who they are, but we do speak about what was said. And some of the uh, things that shocked me a little bit, uh, I've been trying to get a blue check mark. Uh, for the for the, the 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 sake of the channel, for almost eighteen months, uh, and I cannot get one. I, I don't understand why. I have one hundred and forty three thousand tweets. I've never been suspended. Everything I talk about is positive. Um, I have you know put my face out there. Everyone knows what I look like. I've done everything that you could possibly that Twitter would ask, and I can't get it. And the reason why I bring that up isn't because of what Musk is doing. Uh, it's because I saw a lot of blue check marks, which is supposed to mean something. It is really supposed <laughs> to put people at a higher echelon. And when you're at this higher echelon, you do hold a responsibility to be fair with your commentary, not, not take the sides of, 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 of billion-dollar companies over a stupid piece of plastic. And I saw so many of them go out there and say, well, being that call of duty just made a billion dollars in 10 days. Microsoft shouldn't buy them. Uh, this that should be used as evidence to the FTC and the, and the DOJ and anyone that's investigating this. And I find that hilarious, but I also find it incredibly ignorant and yep. small-minded and quite frankly, not to be to, 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 you know to beat the horse here, plain old stupid. Uh, what are your thoughts on the commentary by some of these knuckleheads? But more importantly, what exactly did you do that when you reached out to the uh, to the actual uh, CMA to say, hey, listen, you know, Sony has been doing this. Here's the evidence. Why don't you look them? Please talk about it. Yeah. So um, as far as the making a billion dollars, why is that surprising? This is what happens every year with Call of Duty, right? They made, what, nine-ish billion dollars last year? majority of that, by the way, was King, not even, you know, uh, Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is going to make billions. We already know that, right? That's not new, right? D d does Star Wars make billions of dollars? Was that sold to somebody recently? Yeah, that was, was. That was sold to Disney. Was. That's right. To, to yes. a big company, if, if I remember right, that has like 25, 30% of the market, right? 
Microsoft has nothing for percent of the market. And this is a, a, a joke, right? So it made a billion dollars. What do you do? We expected it to make that. If it didn't, we'd be saying, what the, what happened, right? We, we would expect it to make this. It's supposed to make that, right? If it was not making that, we'd be saying, well, something's broken, right? And, and maybe Call of Duty is on the decline, right? So this just this is just obvious. It should be making that. That, that. That's a dumb statement. Do you know how much Fortnite made last year? Six billion dollars. Is, is anybody crying about that? Like, wh who cares? It is what it is. These these games make money. Okay. How is that news? Like, whatever. <laughs> so I don't see that being anything. As far as what the EU, we all knew it was going to phase two, right? All these big regulators, they're going to go to phase two, right? Um, what they're saying, uh, the one that really stands out to me is the Windows one. Um, I'm not sure what they're going after there. I think that that ship kind of sailed, right? I mean, OS 10 has some games. But what other major desktop OS is there? It's it's Apple. You might say there's Linux, but really? And it's Windows. And, and Windows has been a, a known monopoly in that place for like decades, right? So I don't know what they're going after there. Um, so and it's not even like Microsoft owns the 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 sales uh, mechanism. They, they let other stores sell it. Uh, Call of Duty, Activision pulled it from the Steam store and thought better and said, no, no, no let's put it back. <laughs> so they're actually back in the Steam store, right? Even though they have their own battle net. Um, so I, I don't know what they're going after there. I think that one, they're just going to have to explain away because I don't like Microsoft because I'm not sure what they're expecting there, right? The majority of gamers, when they're playing on PC, they're playing on Windows. I, I think that's just kind of a known thing. So I, I don't I don't know what that was intended for but whatever they seem to have that stick up their ass about microsoft so they're gonna bring it up uh the rest of it i mean it's it's the same stuff that that uh cma brought up and ultimately you look at all the the uh you know the market positions of cod versus the dozen or so games that have more users per month than them and it's not the end of the world right if you know call of duty isn't going to come next year if all the stuff they're saying is true that would mean the end of gaming is that really what we anticipate? Will Sony die next year when there's no Call of Duty? I, I think they'll do just fine. And that's that's like the proof in well, the pudding. I mean, of, of this whole there's stupidity. something to be <laughs> Hargi, there, there's something to be said of being in first place for 20 plus yes. years. I, I I just think that when you yes. say I, I don't understand, I mean, may, maybe I'm a boob, folks. Maybe I I haven't grasped the reality of what this is, but you know what? We, we will get into what Take Two CEO had to say momentarily, but please, please continue. So yeah, on, so uh, yeah. What I said to the CMA, right? I took a, a different stance. I didn't look at it from a why should Microsoft get ABK. I looked at it from hey, look, Sony has been doing all the things they're complaining about. Everything they've said that that Microsoft might do, and there's some fairness to it, is the playbook of Sony, right? They started in. And they told us they're going to go, and they did, right? They went to talk to every publisher and studio, 250, whatever plus, and said, bring your games to our platform, starving all the others. If we remember back when Sony started in the mid-90s, we had like, you know, what, seven, eight different platforms out there, Neo Geo, TurboGrafx, you know, Amiga, uh, Jaguar, you know, Sega, Nintendo, on and on, right? 3DO. All of them died. Every one of them died, right? They because, all did, yeah. Because of what Sony did. Right. Yeah. And, and they didn't hide it. They said we went and money had it, everything. They took the games. They took all the content. Right. They did exactly what they're saying Microsoft's going to do. And Microsoft's taking one publisher. Right. Granted, they also bought uh, you know, Zenimax, but they're not doing the same thing that they're 
Sony hasn't stopped. They're still doing it. They still money hack games. They take them away from all the other platforms. They put in contracts that you can't be in, a, in, in anybody's subscription service. It's a new model. Stadia was trying to make their, their mark with that model. Stadia Pro. Luna is trying to do the same thing. They're starved of those games because Sony has to put in a way to you, you can't do that. You have to pay 70 bucks. That, right? that's, you know what? That's an interesting point. <laughs> that's a very interesting point because a lot of people in this industry, in, in this community, in gaming, right? You saw it yourself. Obviously, you work with Game On Daily, and you guys obviously have, you know, you're on top of all the big news. Everyone, Cargi, tried to blame Game Pass as the as the as the actual cog that killed Stadia. But something you just said, a lot of people aren't talking about. I'd like you to elaborate on that. Sony has in their contracts yep. that you cannot go into another service. That means Luna. That meant um, Stadia, Game Pass, and specifically Stadia, which yep. is dead now. Yep. Yeah. And it's interesting that Google didn't bring that up. Right. And maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they did talk to that. Uh, you know, talk to talk about that with the regulators. But uh, is it Phil Harrison? I think he's the guy that was there. He's also from Sony. Right. So he may not want to go against mm -hmm. Sony. But, um, you know, I, I that is a very odd thing that that, you know, like a company is able to thwart another potential uh, you know, avenue for people to, uh, to consume content, right? The, you know, I liken this to Warner coming in and telling Netflix, you can't have, you know, uh, content from Disney or you can't have content from uh, Universal. Like, who are you to say no? What, what are you talking about, right? So like, you know, Netflix started a whole new mechanism for us, right? And, and that has now proliferated. Everybody's doing the same thing. They're all doing streaming. What if that was thwarted by one of these big, you know, uh, companies? Imagine where that would be, right? I mean, this is it's is it not better for consumers? Do we not feel like this is a better place to be? Hey, I want to watch something Paramount. I'll just go subscribe for a month. I'll watch it and I'll cancel, right? I, I get my content. I don't have to have a year long uh, cable uh, you know, uh, uh, contract that I don't want to have for for more than three months, but I have to pay like a hundred bucks a month, whatever it was, right? Here you get to just pay for what you want. I want HBO Max for a couple of months. No problem. Go get it and then turn it off, right? That would that could have been killed if it, if it was like this, right? But but Sony's doing exactly that, right? The, these people are trying to give you that. You can play the, the Luna games whenever you want. You can subscribe to Amazon Prime or Luna. Get it anytime you want. But those games are not coming there because they're blocked by a big market uh, leader in, in Sony. Uh, so these are the things I brought up. I'm like, you know, look, all those practices you're talking about foreclosing, I mean, that is how Sony started. They foreclosed everyone. Nintendo survived because they had mobile. They had the Game Boy and the and the DS. And they were able to then say, let's just change our tactics. We're not going to compete with Sony. We're going to create the Wii, which did not compete with PlayStation or Xbox for that matter. Mm -hmm. Xbox came in because of Sony. Because they're like, what? What? They took over the living room. You can't do that. That's our, our territory with Windows. And that's how they got into this. Mm -hmm. And and that is a whole other, you know, whatever topic. But, you know, I'm like, okay, if you want to look at the market, you should look at what Sony is doing, has been doing has been doing recently increasing prices in your territories, charging more for games, while there's a competitor saying, I can charge you less for games. Here's a service model instead, right? And, and you have to look at these things and say, okay, well, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy, right? Yeah. The, the market penetration of Sony is massive. Outside the US, the US, it's still 50-50. But if I'm in most of Europe, it's like 80, 90% Sony, 
right? Yeah, if I take, and, you know, and is, isn't that by by legal terms considered a monopoly? Anything over seventy percent in general is a de facto monopoly. Yep. There you go. Yeah. In the U.S., it's sixty-five, but uh, but in most of the world, generally seventy percent is the threshold. Now you have to look at Nintendo though and say, hey, they're there, right? But the problem with Nintendo is they and the CMA admitted it; they don't want to compete with Sony. They're out of that market. They're like, we're not touching this. We don't want to compete with Sony. So they pushed away from that and said, well, so we're not going to have that, you know, loss, uh, you know, uh, you know on, on selling you a console. We're going to have a, <laughs> a profit console. That means it's not going to have a lot of power, right? And in that mode, mm -hmm. because they can't make it up. That was the issue they were running into, right? They did that with the GameCube. They took the loss. They had the higher performance than the, the PS2, but they didn't have the third parties because Sony took them. Right. And that's why Sony had what 150 million plus consoles sold. And and GameCube was what is it, like 20, 30, something like that. It was just nowhere near. Right. So and, that, and they're like, we're done. We're, we're not doing that. Right. So I don't know if they'll come back. But right now, the way it is, I'm not playing Elden Ring there. I'm not playing Assassin's Creed there. It's not there. Gotham Knights not there. Right. If I'm going to play any of these big games, they're not on that platform. So they and CMA admitted that they're like Nintendo plays in a different world. So it's it's Microsoft and Sony. I'm like, if you're admitting that, then you have to take the fact that Sony has the massive market share. And if you just look at their sales of PS4, it was 117 versus 50. That worldwide is 70-30, right? That's a de facto yes. global monopoly. monopoly. Yeah. And you know, if you look at that and what they've been able to pull off, telling people you got to pay me for crossplay. Who does that? I mean, seriously, that you got to pay me for crossplay. You got to take profit from iOS and give it to me. Holy crap, right? Yeah. They did that. They're doing it. <laughs> like we have the documents. It's done. Well, I mean, look, I, I got one better for you. Uh, and I saw this with a lot of even pro Sony fans. Uh, if they weren't the market leader, uh, Hargeet, if they weren't afraid of consumer backlash and potentially losing sales, uh, they would have never raised a console $50. Something that was that's exactly. never been done in gaming. But here's yeah. another one. Here, here's one even better. They're so ballsy. And they're so confident with their market share lead that they're releasing a peripheral that costs more than the freaking console to use it on. Think about that for a second, folks. They're saying that for $600 before tax, you can get the PlayStation VR 2.0 with Horizon, which looks great, but is on rails. And yeah. that actually costs nearly $100 more than the piece of hardware you need to use this thing on that it is not even PC capable. You are literally stuck using yeah. this on the PlayStation 5. And they do that, folks, because of their market leadership yep. and the dominance that they have over the industry. So when you see the EU Commission going to a phase two, none of us are surprised that was going to happen. Yeah. I just hope that the proper heads prevail and they look at this deal and they're like, you know what? It's time Sony actually started competing because they're not competing. They are literally just dropping it into the room and people are like, yeah. wow. And that is it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if the next time Sony tries to buy somebody, there might be more scrutiny because it's now coming up just how much market dominance they have. So yeah. hopefully Microsoft at least elucidates that, right? That, hey, Sony is the market leader. I think they're out there saying that. And you have to look at where they are, right? And what they've been doing. So 
But yeah, that's essentially what I, I sent to the CMA. I looked at it more from the Sony perspective of like, why are we allowing this to continue? Yeah, and I, th I, th I think that's brilliant. To be quite honest with you, I love, I love the take. I love the take simply because you are bringing, you bring, you are bringing the what I consider like Phil Spencer loves to say, uh, bad actors, right? Uh, and I like that term. For me personally, I like the the uh, the bad behavior. Because that is really what Sony is up to, and then what they can see, and that's the thing that's a it's a bit frustrating from a from a from a podcaster's point of view, folks. Because we're in the trenches, right? We do mm -hmm. all of this work on a weekly basis. I don't know about anyone else. I work on this channel seven days a week. There is not a day that goes by, even on holidays, that I'm not in front of the computer pulling stuff, doing thumbnails, getting the artwork done, reading the articles. Uh, you know, highlighting stuff, copy and pasting, setting it up guests. It, it's it's seven days a week I work on this. And I'm not complaining by any stretch of the truth. I actually quite love this. But I'm just saying that as for someone that reads as much as I do and is uh, has an eye, a keen eye for what's going on with Sony, it is shocking to me that no one sees that they have, have con consistently presented themselves as this ultimate bad guy both in the past in the present and potentially in the future because they don't look like they're slowing down with this bad behavior wandering dutch let's get your opinion you are obviously in the uk uh we we know that there you know because of brexit it's split the eu commission is not doing the same uh you know i'm sure the investigation is similar but it's definitely different from the cma Hearing that uh, what Hargeet had to say so far, as well as what I had to say and the information that I provided in the show notes, what are your thoughts on the EU launching its secondary in-depth review? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much going to how it's expected. It's specifically, I mean, we, we had Brexit. Um, before Brexit, of course, the UK, the EU commissions both pretty much went along the same lines in terms of how they operated and how do they come to their conclusions. Now, of course, both of them want to put their own stamp on it after leaving um, or after U the UK leaving the EU, but they pretty much still operate similar. So their thought patterns and the way that they, they come about their decisions are very similar. Um I think the, the 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 funniest thing is that one particular. Of course, we know they're going to call about talk about Call of Duty. They're all going to talk about Call of Duty because it's such a big money maker. Um, not because of the user base, because the user base will just go wherever Call of Duty is. Um, simple as that. And even though Call of Duty is, as we know, going to remain on all platforms because financially it doesn't make any sense to take it away from any platforms. If anything, they'd lose money by taking it away from any platform. Um, but the funniest thing happened to be that strange, strange comment about the the desktop ecosystem. Like, Which I have is ridiculous. No idea. Yeah. Like it, where they've got this. Like where? How does the Activision acquisition? In any way, shape, or form, change the home operating system landscape. Like it doesn't interact with it at all. I don't understand where they've like, like it's just baffling. I don't understand why they've brought that up. And I think Microsoft will also be looking at that and going, "Sorry, what? Like, what's this? What's this got to do with Windows? Like, 
It's got nothing to do with Windows. It's, just, it's completely separate. Like, we operate, yes, we operate on Microsoft Store, but we also operate on Steam. Um, we'll probably also end up operating on Epic Game Store at some point. We'll, like, they want everything everywhere. That's the whole point, to be able to get more products out to more people. So it's a strange one. And to be honest, I think that, that one, in in retrospect afterwards, will be easily battered down. They'll be like, well, no, this deal doesn't affect the PC ecosystem at all. No, like, not at all. Nothing to do with nope. the operating systems. Nothing at all. It wouldn't affect the operating systems at like in any way, shape, or form. N- not only that, but even if it did interact with operating systems, like all of the games are available on cloud, and cloud is available on every operating system. It is literally just a browser-based cloud gaming. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't affect anything. The apps work on Linux. The apps work on Windows. So it makes i mean and let's let's face it it's you've got apple you've got windows you've got linux and that's pretty much it yep <laughs> so it's not like the pc operating system like marketplace is huge um there isn't much competition there that's not microsoft's problem anymore they made an ecosystem that was widely accepted um in the in the literal home office and and office space, like, is very few people use Apple in the office space that aren't in the creative fields. Uh, if they're in the creative fields, i.e., uh, kind of media or anything, media creation stuff like that, then you'll tend to find they use Apple laptops and things like that. But actual offices, it's just all it's all Windows, so it's nothing nothing they can prevent. No one's just come up with a better solution. Um, we don't, none of us love Windows. I don't think there's one person on the planet that loves Windows as an operating system. It's just the, <laughs> it's just the most widely accepted, like, system to use, unfortunately. Um, and no one's come up with a better one. And when they do, of course, and no doubt that'll take, eventually take the crown. But it's, uh, this deal has nothing to do with that. So I don't know where the European Commission has come up with that particular gripe. It's a very strange one. Um, but I think that's not not something that Microsoft will struggle with. They'll just be like, yeah, this doesn't affect us at all. Um, so we'll just forget that, shall we? Um, on the Call of Duty front, huge numbers, massive numbers, but um, not unexpected. Yep, uh, if anyone there you go. To play the campaign, you'll understand why it's doing big numbers. It's it's a ter- terrific campaign. The launch was a little bit rocky with a lot of a lot of crashes across the board. PC. Yeah. Xbox, PlayStation had issues. Um, but thankfully, it was like a day, day and a half or something of, of major kind of issues, crashing and things like that. And then it got patched out pretty quickly. And now the game runs, I would say, pretty smooth, almost as, as smooth as you could hope it could run. Um, and of course, just waiting for that season one launch now and then a whole new boatload of content comes with it. And Warzone 2 and DMZ mode. So it's it's a huge, huge deal for 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 them. Um but what has come off the back of it, uh, and hopefully it's hopefully it's just a wording error from Activision. Um what come off the back of that, of course, was the them saying the next premium title is next year instead of two yeah, years. Yeah, that, that actually has been that actually has been worked out. Uh and again, I don't like mentioning his name, it's like talking about Voldemort, but 
Sheila. Uh, Jason Schreier did, in fact, and I, don't come for me, Jason. Please don't come for me. Right? <laughs> if you see his, his name, name I mean, he's, he's already there. If, if, if I say his name one more time, he's going to kill right. me in my sleep. So let me, just, <laughs> let me just say that the, the person that I just mentioned earlier did say that, yes, it what, what, what they will be releasing is not a new Call of Duty game. It will be premium DLC to continue the story of Modern Warfare 2. That yeah. actually has been confirmed. So, uh, you know, just, just to give you the heads up. Yeah, but making like a billion in the in first, 10 days. Like, 10 days is obscene. And that's without Warzone. That's, 100, and mil- that's $100 million <laughs> per day. That and they is haven't even. Bonkers. And they haven't even like opened the store up for skins yet. They haven't. There's no Warzone two. There's no DMs. There's that's nothing coming out to November. Buy f- is is that the fourteenth or the eighteenth? That, that's uh, I think it's the sixteenth, the same day as Warzone two. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everything opens on the sixteenth. Basically, it just it... prints money. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what though? They back it up with product. They do. Like, they, they're they backing do. it up with substantial product, right? Like which we can't yeah. say for a lot of other games with post-game, re- uh, you know, launch release uh, <laughs> content, right? I'm just saying yeah. they make a lot of money, but they're putting out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just anyway, sorry, Dutch, go ahead. No, but it's it's it is true. It is true. And like I, I was just mentioning to finish off the point there that like the, that value and that money that they've made is without microtransactions. Like as soon as they start putting in that microtransactions, you can see why Sony are like shaking a bit because yes, they're gonna lose money. Because unfortunately, at the end of the day, this will be a Microsoft title. Um, and the revenue split isn't going to be the same. It's not going like in the future when this when when this current deal runs out, that revenue split will change. They're not gonna say, Yeah, you can keep seventy thirty. We'll negotiate that downwards because it's theirs to negotiate. And if they don't want to negotiate downwards, um, unfortunately, it's not theirs to negotiate that point anymore, and they can't complain. And if it doesn't, then they go, oh, no, well, we're not accepting that. Okay, well, you don't have Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. That's, well, that's I mean, obviously, fault. we've you... seen what they've done with the with, with the $10 upgrade uh, tax, the yep. uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, cross-play tax that Hargeet mentioned. Uh, they're yep. the only publisher doing that where they're literally – making both developers and publishers pay them yeah. a fee to allow for cross-play. Um, yeah, and when you're the market leader, you can do shit like that, and that's why they're getting away with it, and it's not right. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, first of all, we're going to go to uh, the mag, who, by the way, uh, I just want you to know, at least in 10 different instances... Randall thought took pictures of you. Oh, uh, guaranteed. Apparently sleeping live on the air, and he's going to post those <laughs> to social media any minute. Randall, I love you, brother. Uh, we got to get you back on the show, but uh, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I love it. Listen, uh, a couple of things from the article that I uh, that I uh, uh, referenced for this particular topic. Again, uh, videogameschronicles.com. It was written just because, like I said, I love to give credit where credit is due. It was written by Tom Ivan and posted yesterday. Here's some some interesting tidbits. Um, Microsoft's head of gaming, of course, Mr. Phil Spencer or Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer to many, recently said in an interview, and this was a couple of weeks ago, that he believes 
heavy scrutiny from regulators is, in his opinion, fair and warranted, and that he remains confident that the deal will, in fact, be approved. But here's where this story gets a little interesting. Now, again, I'm not going to say who I talked about before, because like you say his name three times and you will die in your sleep. We do have to talk about another devil of the industry, and that is CEO, current CEO of Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick. Uh, now, obviously, he's no longer going to hold that position when this deal is done. And I say he's the devil because of the, some of the things that he has done in his tenure with Activision are heinous. Uh, it's all documented. Uh, there's a reason why that he wanted to sell because he knew that some of his antics were getting out there. He allowed sexual misconduct to run rampant through Activision and Blizzard. And a lot of those uh, rebel rousers, if you will, have been fired, and rightfully so, because people's rights are important. Uh, Again, the human factor. Uh, But he wrote a letter to everyone in the the companies, and I say companies with with plural being that it's Activision, Blizzard, and King. And he he went on to say that the process is moving as we expected. But I got another, uh, a couple of... uh, paragraphs that I want to read and get your opinion on, uh, you know, regarding the whole deal, you know, and what this, uh, this, uh, the, 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 um, the U- UK commission has to say, but he wrote this mag, uh, because so many large g- global co- uh, companies across the world are now competing in the nearly $200 billion games industry. It's understandable that regulators are trying to better understand the gaming business. This week, the European commission announced that they have entered the second phase of our review in the region, we will continue to cooperate with the European Commission, where in the countries they represent, we have many employees. We, we, we have been working closely with Microsoft to actively engage regulators in other key countries to answer their questions and provide them with information to assist in their review. People from across our business units and functions have been involved in the regulatory work, and I want to thank each of you for your tireless work and commitment to completing this merger, which we will continue to expect to close in Microsoft's current fiscal year ending in June 2023. Uh, Now, let's, by all means, take it away. Are, Are you, first of all, are you surprised, Mag, at the second phase? But, but, but even more so than that, what are your thoughts on this? Are these are these entities, the FTC, the yeah. CMA, the uh, the European Commission, are they missing what what Sony really is, and that is the bully of the industry? Yeah, I'm going to answer that question first. No, they don't realize. I don't think they realize because I don't think that they have that much invested in the industry at large. So I don't think they actually see the history of what's happened from the very first day that Sony PlayStation showed up on the scene. They screwed over three companies and bankrupted two of them, basically, in a matter of the first year. And this is back before half these people that are listening to this chat were still in diapers. But this is something that happened. Right. So from day one, they've been doing this. So that, but the thing is, like I said, if they're not invested in the actual industry itself or have the knowledge, like, for example, like all of us here in this panel, because we, we enjoy this stuff. This is a passion of ours. Right. Um, most of it outside of what we do for a living. And some people are doing it for a living like Boom is. Right. So and then, of course, people in the chat, you guys are tuning in to listen to this stuff. You're listening and you're learning and you're being and you're part of the conversation. 
these people don't care about the video game industry. So therefore, they don't know, and they do, and I don't think they're going to spend the time to actually sit back and research all this and look into this and see Sony's past behaviors, right? And then that that would actually have quite a paramount, um, you know, effect on the on the on the outcome on their outcome, and it should, as a matter of fact, right? But anyways, for a seventy billion dollar deal, let's talk about it like you know a little bit more frankly here. Seventy billion dollar deal. There was no way on earth that Microsoft was just going to walk away with a seventy billion dollar deal scot free. They're going to walk away with it. It's going to happen. I'm not even worried about that. <clears throat> it's not speculation anymore in my mind. But to just be able to walk away with it and to be like, everybody's like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. That was never going to happen. There was always going to be an, a, 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 you know, a deep amount of scrutiny, even on from the first level and then on a deeper level, right? Because they're going to look at the outcomes of something like this. This is the largest, and as, as we've all said before, this is the largest deal in tech history. Okay, so therefore they are going to scrutinize every single detail and they're going to see the trajectory of where this could go and what it could affect in the long run. And I understand it and it does make sense as to why they're doing it. It seems frustrating for a lot of for a lot of us that are saying, like, why don't they just pass it? There are ramifications that may or may not happen. Now, the thing is, what they're talking about is utterly ridiculous. Like, for example, Phil, like Phil Spencer himself. I don't know who the hell else you need to hear this from. The man just said it like six days ago that Call of Duty will forever be a part of the PlayStation as long as there is a PlayStation to ship. How much more do you need to hear or keep bringing up that place that that Call of Duty, um, you know, is it's going to have a negative impact on Call of Duty? They're literally telling you that it's not going anywhere. They have the ability to take it away, but at the same time, what kind of an HR move or a PR move? Excuse me not HR, a PR move would that be to say that it's going to stay somewhere forever and then we then they buy it and then take it away. That would not wash well with anybody, even Xbox, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> even Xbox fans, right? So the thing is, now the other thing is too, now think about this for Call of Duty players. Sure, they're going to lose money. Sony's going to lose money from it because if you look at it at the end of the day, you know, I, you know what the thing is though? If you think about this and I mentioned this before, even when I, I did Crossfire with Mooch last week, we were talking about it and I said, you know, you know, you spend your $15 a month and let's say you're only playing Call of Duty for like three, four months. They still made their $80 off you, right? Because you're still paying that $15 a month. The only difference is that you still got an ac access to about 400 plus other games in that ecosystem that you could play as well. But in the end, let's just say you got Game Pass for Call of Duty. You're still getting, just like a casino, they're still going to get your money at the end of the night. You know what I mean? You think, hey, I won 20 bucks. But at the end of the night, that 20 bucks is still gone, right? So... You know what I mean? They're still going to get your money in the long run. The only thing is that it's easier to swallow smaller pills, right? At $15 a month as opposed to, you know, slapping down 100 bucks. But the flip side of this is you look at, like, for example, let's say there's a Call of Duty player on the PlayStation side, okay? They play Call of Duty and, like, whatever, FIFA, okay? I actually have a friend who's just like that, that dude bro kind of what? Call of Duty and FIFA. That's all he plays all year. Why would you switch? Now, let me ask you a question. Let's be honest here. Would you switch systems? To play for play two games, no. Like if you're pay if you're if you're investing one hundred and seventy dollars a year, and let's say you buy some microtransactions like thirty dollars or forty dollars worth, you're spending two hundred bucks a year. Are you going to switch your entire ecosystem for two hundred bucks? Probably not, because you're going to buy that FIFA or Madden or whatever you're playing in August, right? When those games come out, you buy your Call of Duty in November, and then you're not paying squat until the next August. 
So, like, I think this more this affects people that are playing. Like, for example, everybody here in this panel and everybody in the chat, a lot of people play multiple games at once. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. You know, in about in about two days' time, three days' time, I'm gonna have five, six brand new games I haven't even started yet. Right. So these kind of deals make sense for people like us who are purchasing on a on, on a grand scale and on a regular basis. That's the kind of thing. But your casual Call of Duty player, well, let's face it, they're not casual in that game, but in the overall spectrum, they are casual gamers because they basically only play one or two different games a year. Right. Those people aren't going to switch ecosystems just because Call of Duty's on Game Pass. And that that brings me to Game Pass. The biggest problem is is that it's not about how, you know, that, that they, you know Call of Duty making a billion dollars is not a surprise. That's not a surprise to anybody. It's been doing that for literally 17 years. Okay? They've been making money, you know, hand over fist for decades. We know that. The fact that it's staying everywhere, basically it's a publisher. is The publisher and distributor is changing hands. That's it. But when you look deeper... What it is, once again, it's the threat of Game Pass is the problem. And Sony's trying to stop the uh, success of that specific uh, uh, subscription model. Okay? All forms of entertainment are doing it. Hargeet was talking about it himself. Okay? All forms of entertainment. You want to listen to music? You listen to it on Spotify. I don't have to go through the list of every single subscription service that they have for all the you know movies and television and all that kind of stuff. We all know that stuff, and most of us are subscribed to them. Right. But the thing is, they don't like the fact that their business model that they've thrived on for a very long period of time is being threatened. And they tried to go that route, but they're not willing to go deep. And that's why they're fail. That's why they're going to fail in the long run. And they're going to get left behind because they don't want to go day and date or they don't want to release on the, you know, on, on their subscription service within a certain window. Because let's face it as well. Look at us as um, as consumers of movies and television movies specifically marvel movies apart from the fact that they suck apart from spider-man this whole phase garbage right but people are trained now knowing that within 30 to 60 days all those movies are going to end up on disney plus so why would you bother going to the theater forget about it for three four weeks and all of a sudden thor love and thunder was there within a month so people are getting trained to say nah i'm not gonna go to the theater i'll just wait a month the hell's the difference? In the meantime, I'll watch House of, House of the Dragon, right? And then uh, by the time I finish that series, there you go. All right, Thor, Love, and Thunder sitting there. And I think that's what Sony was afraid of. Sony was afraid of being able to put something, and that's what they're afraid of with the PC, uh, PC space. They, didn't want, they don't want to tell you exactly when. They don't want to tell you how long it's going to be because they don't want people to wait, right? And that's the problem. And so anyways, and now you look at the subscription thing, uh, they're afraid of all that. They're afraid of the fact that People are going to go to the subscription service because it's easier to swallow a $15 pill than a $100 pill. Uh, and then, of course, as Dutch was saying, it's the microtransactions that in the long run. Like, for example, I have never, ever, I have purchased every single Call of Duty ever made, but I have never purchased a single microtransaction in my life. But guess what I will do? Because there is no Call of Duty coming next year, I'm buying the season pass. I'm buying the DLC. Of course I'm gonna you buy, are. Yes. I'm going to buy the zombie mode, which they said is coming next year as well, right? And I'm going to pay for all those things. If they have a Rambo skin that I still can't see, but I don't care, I'm going to buy it because there's not a main game coming out. So therefore, I will spend. I will still spend that eighty to a hundred dollars on other stuff in order to keep it going until 2024. Right. So I can see that if you're actually paying fifteen dollars a month, it makes a lot of sense to stay in that fifteen dollars a month. 
if you have both access to both, is that you could do that because then you have more money to uh, freed up to buy a skin or to buy a new gun or to buy, a, I don't know, a teddy bear charm for your M4, whatever the hell you're going to buy, <laughs> right? But these are the things you're going to do. You know, and uh, and anyways, as for the technical aspects of this whole opera, of this whole um, you know this sale, you know, Hargeet was talking about it as well. You talk about what Disney purchasing a multi-billion-dollar franchise like Star Wars, no or problem. Marvel, and that was about to say, you want to you want to start stacking the Jenga? Okay, they 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 did uh, they got the Lucasfilm, so Lucasfilm, of course, is Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and then of course, then they've got Marvel, as 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 Boom said, then they've they got bought Fox. That's right. Then they bought Fox. Thank you, Drawn TJ. Drawn TJ, you fraud, yep. by the way. You're supposed to be inviting me to play COD, and I haven't seen you online at all. Uh, anyways, they bought Fox, Marvel, Star Wars, and let's not forget, I don't know, that little animation company known as Pixar that makes a billion dollars a movie. Like, come on, guys. Are we serious here? And, and then, like, these guys making one major move, and it's a problem? Like I said, it's just because it's a huge amount of money that they're scrutinizing it. It's got nothing to do with the specifics. They may say all these things, but I think it's, to me, it's all posturing, pomp, and circumstance because they need to make it seem, even on a, on, on a, on a public level, and even for Sony's, uh, Sony's um, uh, you know, uh, case, they're going to make it, they have to go through, they have to dot every I, they have to cross every T, they have to look at everything with a microscope, and even if they're not doing it, they have to look like they're doing it. Okay, it's the it's the due process that they have to follow for something as big as seventy billion dollars. So I get it, I understand it. There is no threat to this th deal. The deal's going to happen. It's just we're going to have to hear a lot of this crap until I, I would say I thought it was going to I thought it was going to be done this year. Clearly, it's going to take a little bit longer. So I'm thinking by March uh, it'll all be said and done. So, but either way, these are the reasons in my mind. These are the reasons why this is happening, and this is these are the the, the reasons why they're like, like like I said, the scrutiny is is um is much is much more focused, and it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody if you're looking at the grand scale of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, real quick, uh, we want to welcome in Drawn TJ joining us. Uh, listen, before we get to you, Drawn TJ, I want to catch up on the super chats, and as a matter of fact, ahead, you dropped the first one of the evening. Uh, you actually said after dropping a five dollars, hey everyone, I'm running a little late now that you're here, so thank you for that. But I think that the EU is overstepping their authority. I mean, look, I'll say this: uh, they have to look at this deal. They have to look under yeah. every stone. There is no doubt about it. It's seventy billion dollars. It is the biggest deal uh, in the gaming history as we know it. Phil Spencer himself, which I just reiterated uh, moments ago, has said that he not only understands. But he respects the scrutiny that's going into this deal. Uh, Kay Asante, good friend of the program, who is currently not with us, but will be back in a couple of weeks after he's done with his family vacation. He drops a $5 super chat and says, salute to all my brethren on the panel and in the chat, waiting at the airport for my flight, listening in and playing Sonic. And that's right, Sonic <laughs> Frontiers, which he potentially could lose those knees over. On his Steam Deck, uh, thank you so much for being here, brother. We miss you already, but enjoy your vacation. And this is this is why I was laughing before. Dreadpool, good friend of the program, he drops a five dollars of jet and says Sony is getting a bit hairy. I'm expecting the mag and double brow gaming uh, to to produce a Manscaped 4.0 advertisement. A <laughs> uh, creative credit fee, please. Uh, you know what? I'm still waiting to hear back from them. They might sponsor the channel, but I can't complain. I think they sponsored the channel for like 
five months? It, it was five months. It was five months, which is they, they should. Your channel deserves it. I, I appreciate it. it's very kind of you to say, brother. That's I, I listen. If they do, I'll be I'll be the first one to go right to Mag and uh, and see if he can. And, you know, uh, draw, I'll be more than know. happy to write more ads for you. Bring I it on, it, Manscaped. Let's go, man. Come on. Um, Highlander 001, generous friend of the program, drops in a uh, two dollar super chat and says, "Game Pass allows me to uh, to me to spend seventy dollars on games." You see, and that's that's the thing. Uh, I, I you know it's funny. You know, when you talk about Game Pass, and I don't get a quarter every time I say it, folks, but I'm just saying that it, it, it's my public service announcement. If you have an Xbox, it really doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't have the service. It's not because I want to see Microsoft be a $4 trillion company. I'm not getting any money out of it. But the fact of the matter is that's a great point. A lot of people were able to go out and buy God of War Ragnarok because they have Game Pass and they didn't have to buy you know, a Plague's Tale 2 or a host of other games that are currently in there. And quite frankly, in the last, I don't know, 45 days, the, the amount the amount of games that have that have released are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of yeah. games that you get for the price of $15. It just can't be beat. But I want to continue the conversation before we move on to the Diablo situation, which I think is going to be very interesting um, Drawn TJ, I, I do want to get to you, but I want to bring up an article that I pulled from VGCharts.com. It was written by William D'Angelo. And why I pulled this particular story is because it's extremely relevant to this particular conversation that we had. And in the story, it goes on to say as its headliner, uh, Take-Two CEO has no concerns over Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition. And this is what uh, this is what uh, the, the article says. And again, folks, I'm going to read verbatim from the article written by, of course, William D'Angelo of VG Charts. He says, Take-Two Interactive CEO Strauss Zelnick is, uh, is an in, had an interview recently with CNBC, and, and it was reported by Seeking Alpha. Alpha uh, that he stated that he stated in this interview he has no concerns over Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. He says most of his competitors feel the same way. And here is a couple of quotes from, of course, Zelnick. He goes on to say, folks, well, there's one big company that is, but a part of that, no. Generally speaking, I don't think people are particularly concerned because it remains a fragmented business. Uh, we don't really think the competi the, competi uh, the competitive landscape is meaningfully affected in the event that the merger goes through. He also added into this interview, if you asked me when it was first announced, I would have said I thought it was about a 90% chance it would be approved. It appears as though... It's less than that now. Uh, and obviously, you know, th there are people in the industry, people in our circles that we run in. Hoglaw for, uh, more, had it at, 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 some, at one point 80-20. He went down to 7-30, went back to 60-40. Um, he had it at 65-35. So it, it, he's constantly moving it because based on – and one of the things he said is you can't account for crazy, which I think he's 100% right. But I still think that with all of the evidence 
that has been presented by Microsoft and their very expensive legal team. Uh, there are uh, Sony's dirty laundry is going to be brought into the fray at phase two. Now, phase one, not trying to take a shot at so much the EU commission because I don't really know them. They haven't really said anything uh, ridiculous. I am looking at you, CMA. Uh, I think that CMA's 30 panel, 30, uh, 30 uh, person panel that made some of this most outlandish um, statements and ac accusations regarding this deal um, are considered like the junior varsity team. Like no one really pays them any attention. And that's why it's going to phase two. Now, if you didn't know, phase two for the CMA is cons it consists of five people on this panel. And I think that uh, when they actually start doling through the evidence, it's going to be easily uh, in Microsoft's favor because Microsoft isn't doing anything illegal. But Jordan TJ, let's get your opinion. Uh, it has it was confirmed on the eighth, like I predicted, that the CMA, I mean not CMA, the EU Commission would move to phase two. Again, this is not a big surprise. What are your thoughts on this, and what are you expecting them to actually look into during this quote unquote second look? Well, to be honest, Boom, I think that they need to go back through Sony's history because they've done a lot of shady stuff that would actually get frowned upon in the regulatory uh, process. I mean, they've literally bought studios and then they said that, oh, it's going to be multi-plat or they'll just not say anything and then they'll make it exclusive. They've done it in the past with lots of studios. And uh, everybody thinks it's okay, but it's not. And um, as far as the deal, how, how it's gonna go, I still think I still think it's gonna go through regardless. Um, you got the biggest you got the biggest labor union, first time ever backing up Microsoft, and Microsoft's allowing it in gaming. So that's first time ever. You got that as a plus. Plus, you gotta remember all these all these people that work at Activision have been in serious like uh, disarray. They've been in like a lot of problems, and to sit there and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna turn it down because we don't want Microsoft to close off the rest of the you know the industry." Well, okay, let's say you, let's say you do stop the deal. Okay, now you just made it worse for all those employees. And then they're stuck with Kotech still, regardless. And then it still becomes a nightmare and uh, their tanks, their uh, their stocks tank and uh, just gets worse. But I, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I, I hope the EU really looks into it and actually understands that Microsoft's trying to do the right thing by actually saving this company, not just because of the people, but the IPs and also to save it from uh, foreign countries that are trying to buy it and uh, ruin the franchise. Yeah, that's, so that's a great that's point. How, that's how I look at it. Well, I, I like what you're putting down. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think there, there's, first of all, I, I want to dissect what uh, Drew and TJ brought into the conversation because I think it's relatively important. And I kind of want to get a quick hot take from everybody on the panel because he mentioned something about unions. Now, unions, as we know, for voice actors are, are a thing. Voice actors do have, in fact, a union. But uh, development personnel, like developers, people that actually make the games, there is no current union. 
And um, because of some of the shenanigans that went on with ABK, they they wanted to uh, they wanted of course to have a union. And Microsoft went out and said, "Sure, you want to have a union? We will sanction said union." That is something. Guess what, folks? Has never been done before in gaming. And to TJ's great point. They do have, and I say they, Microsoft, do have the backing of this country's biggest union. But what's even yep. more important, folks, is the fact that if this deal were to be, if this deal were to be blocked or would fail, I am gu I'm guaranteeing that it would potentially tank Activision Blizzard. It could logistically put them out of business. And, and and what 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 if they lose millions and millions and millions of dollars? You know what that happened? You know what they what's the first thing that they're going to do? They're going to lay off potentially millions of people, and people are going to be out of work. Like I said, the ramifications of this deal being passed and what it what it's going to do for the industry what it's going to do for gaming, what it's going to specifically do for Microsoft versus what, if it's blocked, what, tr what, what damage it's going to do to the industry is, is, is unthinkable. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Hargit Chani? Yeah, I mean, it's not millions of uh, employees, right? It's it's thousands, but yeah, it is. Um... I said millions. I I actually meant thousands. Yeah, <laughs> but, so uh, sorry but, about that. <laughs> but that is a that is a big deal, right? They do have some ten thousand ish worldwide, right? Employees and a lot of support studios that maybe uh, you know we don't realize, but there's a lot of people that work on on Call of Duty and many other games, um, and so all those people do have you know bank on this uh, company you know staying afloat. Now look, their product still sells. Uh, hopefully it won't be that uh, devastating, but it could be a problem, right? The, the, the headaches they run into is their investment capital goes down, right? If the stocks tanks uh, and the, the board and share members that are there will start saying, what can we do to fix it? Uh, and then you get into really bad territory, like let's dissolve the company, let's liquidate, right? Things like that. And, and that's something we don't want, right? This was a good out for them we we, we know that's kind of why this came up right uh and so this is a good partnership uh now could somebody else be a good partner for them possibly but who right who else would have the chops to take on i mean to put this in perspective all of xbox including zenimax is less than half the employees of activision blizzard king this is a big company who else could do that right i mean like microsoft itself is multi hundred thousand people Apple. right so they could potentially absorb that. But this is not a joke. This is a very, very big company. Uh, so it, 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 there's only so many that can take on this much. And this is a good potential partnership from, from a, a, a company that's got a very good reputation for employees from a company that has a very bad reputation for employees, right? So that, that is kind of a good thing for those employees. Hopefully it, it helps uh, resolve some of those issues. Um, you know, the, the union thing, Let's hope that actually expands, right? The QA folks get really uh, low pay and hard work. They're they're really uh, you know stressed to to make sure they test every little thing, like every change. They got to test the whole game, right? And it's, that's a lot of work, uh, and you know they get very little for it. Uh, it's a good thing that this is kind of coming up, and maybe it'll it'll start uh, fixing the industry. Um, but yeah, this is an interesting point as to how do we handle the employee side of it, the the ABK side of it. If that falters. 
what ends up happening, right? They'll get an infusion of $3 billion-ish, maybe depending on what time frame, right? Uh, There's different uh, amounts that that, uh, get you know, sent back to them or whatever. It's like two, two and a half or something like that. And then three, uh, depending on the dates, but either way, after that, what, what ends up happening to them is an interesting question, right? The confidence level might go down quite a bit. Um, and then they'd have to do something drastic and that's, that's kind of disappointing. Um, but yeah, so that, that little aspect is interesting. Um, and hopefully, I mean, on our side, the FTC, that's the only thing they came up with. Right, they haven't said a damn thing outside of that. No, they like, they actually their concerns originally, and that's a great point, Hargeet, because uh, no one really talks about the FTC because they, their opinions were months and months and months ago. Their concern was for the worker, right? Yeah. That they were concerned that the worker yeah. wasn't going to be well represented, and uh, then and when and when that was rectified by the union that originally wrote a letter with them saying, hey, listen, we have concerns. They're like, we have no concerns. We want this deal to go through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it does, you know, uh, you know, move forward. I think that union thing, let's hope it goes to other areas. Maybe Microsoft adopts it and, yeah. and it starts pushing through the rest. Um, you know, the the this industry is in need of some change. Uh, it has been a sort of a you know behind the scenes thing for most of the uh, regulators and uh, and legislators. They just don't care about gaming, but slowly it has built itself up to be the biggest entertainment vehicle, and it it does deserve some scrutiny. And uh, you know, it, it, I, I hope this maybe the, the the money that that's being spent here, you know, seventy billion dollars, has opened their eyes that you can't ignore gaming anymore, and right. the practices here do need to be regulated. Right. That, you know, Sony kind of wiped out everybody. Now that happened when it wasn't as big. However, mm-hmm. nobody cared. There was there was not nobody coming in saying, hey, wait a minute, Sony, what did you just do? Right. Where, where are all the competitors? Right. Uh, and now hopefully that's not the way it'll go. And they'll start seeing, OK, we have to pay attention to this. It's bigger than movies. It's bigger than TV. And yes. Those are big industries. Right. It's bigger than music. And all of those industries have gone through their turmoil. Right. And if, if we're looking at this industry, it's probably time to start looking at it as as to what is acceptable for the consumers and the uh, the the creators. Like, what are they getting out of what the, the, the people that are working on this? Are they being you know, treated fairly? It's probably time for that. And I, I hate bringing the government into it, but it is what it is. Somebody has to advocate. And I think that, you know, hopefully this opens their eyes that, you know, this is a big industry and you need to pay attention. Uh, and it's it's time to start looking at it, you know, globally. What should this look like? Is the Sony model the way, or should it be something different? Um, so yeah, it's an interesting point, TJ. And where's your camera, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I, get, I yeah, we'll, yeah, get, we'll on, get him on, on camera. Xbox. We'll get you on camera soon enough, brother. <laughs> yeah. Dutch, you've heard what uh, Jordan TJ brought to the uh, conversation, and of hey, course, boom, what Hargi just quick. said. Uh, what what do, you, what do you? Oh, you're on mute, brother. Don't. There you go. Oh. Okay. No, no, not yeah. you. Uh, 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 wandering uh, Dutch. Dutch, what, what are your thoughts on this? Law said. What was that, TJ? Sorry? I was going to say, Hoag Law said, because everybody in the chat's writing, oh, well, the FTC will, will give us an update in a week. No, if you follow Hoag Law, Law said that the FTC will not say anything nope. if the deal goes through. They will not say a thing. Just yeah, I, yeah. Just, just for just, just to, to clarify exactly what Jordan TJ is actually saying, uh, the FTC does not approve the deal. What they do is 
they don't try to sue uh, Microsoft to block the deal. Uh, Hoglaw had talked about this on many of his videos. He has, like, I think, 47 videos in the ABK thing on his channel. And, of course, shout out to Hoglaw, who crossed well over 100,000 subscribers already. I mean, he, the guy just blew the doors off of what YouTube has been for a lot of people that have been doing it for years. He came in and he exploded. And that's because he is very, very smart at what he does, which, of course, shout out to him. Uh, but, yeah, they're not going to approve it. They're just not going to say anything. And they're just going to let the deal go through because they don't have they're not going to contest it, if you will. But uh, Wandering Dutch, what, what are your thoughts on on uh, the ramifications of this going through versus not going through? Oh, it's it, it's going through this. This this is just it's a regular procedures at this point, to be honest. Um, it was always going to go to phase two. And again, just because of the sheer size of this deal it is one of the largest transactions kind of in history, not just in tech history when it comes to purchases of businesses. Um, you're talking 70 billion, um, and that's not including kind of fees afterwards as well. It'll probably be closer to probably about 73, 74 billion when all mm. is said and done. Yep. Um, and then, of course, you've got things like uh, potential compensation packages and things that you pay off and whatnot. It all adds up, but um, it's going to be a while, of course, a long while until they recoup that money. Call of Duty will probably do it within kind of <laughs> or at least recoup half of that money in uh, in uh, in a quarter of the time. So um, I don't think they're concerned too much on that. Um, but no, it's the, the, in terms of the ramifications. I don't I don't think we we'll see really any stumbling blocks. The the voicing natural opinions. We've seen this with large transactions before, where they um, voice kind of a we we believe this is going to be X, Y, and Z, and then. Like, obviously, a couple of months later, they're like, yep, it's passed, it's done. And then that's it. You don't hear yeah. anything else of it. And it's going to be it's going to be the same case. Naturally, they have to scrutinize it. They have to go through all the fine details. They've got to double and triple check things. They're going to come out with some really strange comments beforehand that to me and you and everybody else doesn't make much sense as to why mm -hmm. they're asking these questions. Um, but they'll be answered. They'll be answered with all the facts and figures. Um, and uh, when all is said and done, this will pass by June 2023. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're onto something. Uh, close this out, Mag. Let's talk yes. about what, 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 what is your answer to the ramifications question versus getting it done and potentially um, ch changing the industry for the, for the best or, yeah. or, 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 you know, blocking the deal and potentially setting the industry in a in a direction that it's going to cost it's going to take years to get to recover yeah because i think i i personally think that if this deal were to fall through i think it would tank the company in the long run mm -hmm. i don't care i don't care what anybody says because i i think that the, what the thing is yes okay call of duty made a billion dollars in 10 days great but that's not going to carry the company through and they know that and that the investors are looking for more 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 yeah. and so mm -hmm. they keep like you know what i mean they keep the sausage machine cranking and going but at the end of the day the people that are going to suffer are going to be those employees and that's something yep. that they should look at that's something that the americans are, have already looked at where it makes it almost jokingly uh, that the cma is worried about f and sony the billion dollar company but not once did they ever bring up the fact that the welfare of the actual employees the people that make the that make the company happen the people that make the product happen, the people that show up every day and give their blood, sweat, and tears and their mental stress and everything else, 
they don't even they didn't even bring that up. All they're worried about is poor old Sony and their billions of dollars that they're wiping their eyes with yen with. You know what I'm saying? So, like at the end of the day, it's ridiculous. Like, so that that's, that's something that that is something that needs to be looked at. The union situation, fine. Let them unionize. If Microsoft is going to let that go through and they're going to let them unionize, then the employees are probably all sitting around begging for this deal to go through because they want to be treated better, right? And then uh, wasn't it you, Boom? I think that put up a little. Um, I put up a picture in uh, in our private chat about the best companies in the world to work for. Wasn't Microsoft in the top three again? Yes, yes, they I were. I think it was. I think it was number two in the world. In the world, folks, not in the United States. In the entire, I, in the entire world. Okay, so that's that's another thing that needs to be looked at too. You're not going to like a cesspool of destruction and death. You're going to the, the top two best companies in the planet on the planet to work for. These are all good things, and they've openly said they're more than happy to allow the union to go in. And they're more, and you know how Microsoft is. Their policies are not going to allow for any kind of harassment or violence or any of that kind of stuff. That's not going to happen anyway. So you're going into a positive work ex uh, work experience. Sure, it's going to be hard work, but what work isn't hard work? Let's let's yeah. face it, right? It's all hard work at the end of the day, you know. And so that's I think it's a positive thing. It's going to be a thing that they need to they need to focus more on the people. As opposed to the dollar signs of the billion dollar companies that are going to boohoo lose a couple of hundred million dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the bigger problem. That's what they need to look at things like that. I understand where the company's coming from. Like Sony's worried about that because they're worried about their stockholders, right? And their investors. Because if their investors start getting a little bit, you know, a skittish, then they're going to move on to something else. Trust me, I'm dealing with it right now with the crypto crash. Okay, and all the other situation going on right there, and then you know, and I mean, you know, luckily for me, I'm I'm more into the blockchain situation, but that you know what I'm saying. You look at those kind of things; people get skittish, people walk away, and that's what Sony's afraid of as well. But at this, and, and then the CMA, I don't know what the hell their problem is, but the, with, with Sony, but they should be looking at the employees. That's all I have to say about that about this situation. So focus on what's important, because at the end of the day, if you do not have those people to do the thing, you do not have the product. The last thing I was going to say real quick is that no one else is going to they can say, oh, well, you know, maybe they won't give it to Microsoft. They give it to someone else. Who are you going to give it to? Exactly. Who's got that kind of money? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Apple does. But nobody wants to work for those guys. And the other thing is, too, the Chinese have that money. But nobody on earth wants the Chinese to have their hands on a 70 billion dollar tech company, nor will it ever happen. It will never happen. Because if there's ever anything like, you know, in any kind of conflict, who do you think is going to be the first runner up? It's going to be China. You do not want these people to be on top of anything like that. They're never going to allow that to happen. So just from a political uh, landscape point of view, <laughs> it's never going to happen. So therefore, you've shut the door on basically everything except for Apple. And what the hell is Apple going to do? They exactly. don't have the means or the product to be able, uh, uh, you know, or even the hardware to be able to utilize it. All they're going to become is a third-party publisher that's going to bleed money because they're not going to be able to put those products in-house yeah. because they don't have a console or a gaming space in order to utilize that product to be able to make that investment back in, a, in, a, in, a, in an efficient manner. Whereas Microsoft has a console, has the cloud, has your, you know, has their whatever, everything. You've got yeah. your, your tablets, your phones, your whatever. They've got all these different things, and it's already in place. Therefore, the minute that ABK is there, they're making profit. Apple would would lose their pants over it. So, yeah, therefore, sure they would, would never do that. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a console. They don't have a gaming anything. So, they would but basically they have iOS. 
Just they have iOS, but, but what are they going to do? With, I mean, I could see what they could do with that for some of it, but but yeah. seventy billion? Come on, man, that's yeah, a lot and, of money. And I agree to with you, Matt, because like the investment that it would take for Apple to decide. Look, they've been just making profit, right? They just basically rake money in off yes. everybody else's work right now, right? Because they have to go through the iOS store, and for them to enter into this and spend seventy billion dollars to start. Good God! That exactly, is not and a like I said, they they don't have an ecosystem to utilize that uh, that that they that have, investment yeah, they have on no an immediate. In this at all? It's yeah, like they, like they don't have a console. If they first. if they had an Apple box, okay, yeah. we had Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and the Apple box. Yep. Yep. Then you'd be, you'd be like, all right, they could put it right there, and guess what? A hundred percent of their profits are going to go directly to themselves, which yep. is what Microsoft is going to do. Uh, do it. I mean, let's face it; it's a self serving. Uh, situation they're going to take it from there and they're going to take sony's 30 percent yeah yeah right so I, I, it makes sense for them for but apple's the only chance they got and it, there's yeah. nothing there google clearly walked away yep so they're yeah. out yep. facebook is already dealing with their stuff with the meta whatever Am- amazon so- is two shakes of a stick from uh, packing loon up and going home there's no doubt oh, yeah about well that, so. yeah there's a lot of stuff going on at amazon yeah. which i've been hearing from my wb friends but i, I can't <laughs> talk about that but uh, there's stuff going on you know yeah. what i mean and, and not great things um regardless of how much money amazon makes but that's a whole other story but anyways that's how i feel about it so i think the only shot they got is microsoft indeed and without yeah. microsoft i think it'll sink Yep. And Mag, you brought up a very interesting point about shareholders. They're looking for that constant revenue stream. Of course. They want that that profit. Microsoft doesn't need to have that, right? They're going to make enough money. But Phil's idea is I want more games, right? He's going to let the studios loose. Yes. He's going to let them make what they want, right? Yes, they'll probably have to do some work on Call of Duty, but it's not just about that, you know, I need to make 70% more profit. Right, he, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking to expand Game Pass. They're looking to expand their ecosystem, right? So that is a massive change for those uh, employees, right? There's yeah. still obviously profit, but it's a Microsoft profit pool. Yeah. Not well. Them, in turn, right? everything that you just so, said will still turn into a profit. It'll all be. I'm using yep. the term, folks. Organic yep. once it gets going. But the thing is, yes, he's he's <laughs> focusing on the games and on the product. Exactly. But organically, that's going to grow the business. So, Hargi, you're 100 percent correct. Right. I mean, he's talking about StarCraft coming back. I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he got everyone <laughs> excited with that. Yeah. StarCraft. And, and, and <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Listen, folks, I want to move on to the second topic. And again, I didn't, I, I figured this was going to be a big topic. Shout out to the entire panel. Shout out to our uh, well, we had almost 400 people here. For some reason, it has dropped off significantly, but that's okay. If you're here, you're enjoying the uh, the the banter. Please consider hitting the uh, the the uh, the like button. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. We're trying to hit 12k by the end of the year. It'd be great if we do that. And we are two shakes of a stick from 11,400. I'd love to hit that number today. We are, I think, short by 12. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. We have to uh, uh, shout out a couple of super chats. Uh, Ripe Green Tomato, love the name in the chat. Drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, can Microsoft buy a big chunk of shares if the ABK deal fails? I believe that they could, but I don't know if that how that would work, to be honest with you. I would imagine that they're, that they're, they're, they're going to lose uh, so much money if this deal fails. It's crazy. Um Highlander 001 drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, if the deal is blocked and if Activision stocks crash, 
Bobby would have to go uh, who had to, would have to go chapter 11 and it would be a fire sale if that happens cash is king just a thought yeah I mean that that's also something that could very well happen as well of course I want to say a big thank you to all of the uh, super chats that continue to come in uh, if you don't know if you're new to the the, the channel or you have you know obviously you're finding us for the first time the super chats and the channel memberships are used usually and exclusively for us to give back to the community uh, so far by the end of this year mrs boomstick and i will have uh doled out thirty two hundred dollars worth of digital gift cards uh and uh we have a big giveaway coming out uh, at the end of december it is christmas with mr and mrs boomstick it is our fifth annual uh it is going to be a breakfast with boom as it has always been and we are giving away, folks, $1,000 in a two-hour show. $500 up front is, is going to be uh, blocked off for channel membership members only. And they will get first crack. And the second $500 is going to be given away to anyone that is in the live chat for the second half of the show. If you would like to help contribute that, uh, contribute to that. We would greatly appreciate it. And again, that happens with Super Chats. That happens, of course, with channel memberships. And, and those really do allow for us to give back. And this is going to be our biggest giveaway in the channel's history. But I want to move on to the next uh, topic, folks. And this comes the way a friend of the program, Jez Corden of Windows Central. And uh, we have a confirmed report that Diablo 4, one of Blizzard's biggest games, or biggest IPs, I should say, could in fact be launching in April of 2023 with pre-orders going live in December. Now, according to the report uh, from Jez Corden, uh, he goes on to say that Diablo 4 is the latest installment in Blizzard's legendary action RPG franchise set in the gothic world of Sanctuary, Players are caught in the crossfire between the forces of heaven and hell. And obviously we saw that come to fruition in, of course, the third, uh, I mean, um, Diablo 3, which is an amazing game. But how did this story start? Where did the fire start for this story? Well, it came from our very good friends over at the Xbox Era podcast. Of course, go check out XboxEra.com. It is an incredible site. They have an incredible show. That is John Nick. That is, of course, uh, One Bad Mother, as well as their producer. They put a good show together each and every week. Well, it was discussed uh, discussed this, or I think it was the, uh, the end of the week, uh, on the Xbox Era podcast, that the team there revealed the possibility of Diablo 4 launching in April 2023. And he also says we can also tentatively collaborate the April 2023 launch window via our own proven sources alongside some other details. But why I'm talking about this today, folks, isn't because it's a, re a revelation, oh, Diablo 4 coming out uh, in April. No, that's not what we're going to talk about here. Folks, Hargit, I want to go to you first. Listen, one of the biggest advantages to the ABK deal is getting games like Call of Duty in the service day and day. That is going to be a big ticket item. It is certainly going to drive 
subscription sales. And it's exactly what Microsoft wants to do. They want to bring more content to a service that is currently has hundreds of games for $15 a month, which include not only day and date second and third party, but day and date first party. Do you think that it's, again, hypothetical here that the deal gets done in March of 2023? Could Diablo 4 be the first Xbox Activision Blizzard game to drop into the service? I mean, it's very viable, right? Uh, I'd give it like a 50-50 chance. It's possible, right? Uh, if you look at the timelines, I think the deadlines line up in March for the Europe uh, uh, regulatory agencies, mm -hmm. right? So EU and um, so EC and uh, and CMA. Um, if there's anything else that uh, that the FTC wants, it'll probably wrap up in about the same time frame, right? So the April May time frame is the you know the expected realistic time frame. This should probably close. It is possible that they close in time. Uh, it just depends on how much time frame there is for them to make sure they can do all the logistics of getting into the Game Pass, right? So as long as they can pull it off, they probably will, right? Or it might be like a fast follow. <laughs> it comes out and then, uh, you know, a few weeks, a month later, it, it goes into Game Pass. But yeah, it, it is possible. It is possible. Uh, I, I don't know if it's guaranteed, but it is possible. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, if, you know, Diablo 4 is going to be a moneymaker. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we just saw, now again, I'm not a mobile guy. I am playing Marvel Snap. And I got to tell anyone, if you're into card games, like I grew up playing Magic the Gathering when I actually used to sit with my friends and play like in person, like real, like real human beings. Uh, I love card games. I played the Star Wars one. I played the Marvel one, Marvel Snap. Uh, is uh, is something that I'm quite addicted to. I play almost every day. I've only spent three bucks. I bought the season pass for three dollars, and I have unlocked uh, a ton of characters. And I keep upgrading. And I haven't spent anything else. I don't intend to spend anything else, but I'm quite enjoying it. Uh, I bring that up because of uh, Diablo Immortal just launched into China. Oh my goodness! It is making boat loads of money. I mean. It's crazy when you think about what this deal is going to do for Microsoft. They're going to make money on Call of Duty. They're going to make money on King through, of course, which, by the way, uh, it just was announced that um, Candy Crush for the 38th month in a row is number one in mobile. The number one mobile game for the imagine? 38th month in a row. There's only 12 months per year, folks, so just do the freaking math. It's crazy. And also, they're going to be making money from Diablo. And Diablo Immortal, again, mobile game. I haven't played it. It's just not my bag. I think that, you know, launching Diablo 4, which is expected to be a big, big game. Now, we know that Rod Ferguson is currently working on that. Uh, obviously, Rod Ferguson worked uh, with uh, the coalition. Hell, he helped found the coalition uh, when it was when it was originally Black Tusk. He is, you know, was part of Epic, and he was, you know, the grant, you know, the father of Gears of War, along with Cliffy B and that entire team. Uh, my 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 question to you, Dutch: How big of a deal is seeing uh, uh, Diablo Four get into the service? when it launches in potentially April of 2023. 
Yeah, it'd be that'd be huge. I think it would get a lot more people playing Diablo. I know that for sure. Um, there's a lot of people that like the game, but usually wait for it for sale. Um, people that are usually not quite not on the fence, but enjoy Diablo, but don't enjoy it enough to buy it at launch. If that makes sense, um, I'm one of them. Um, like Diablo Four, it really interests us. Um, uh, I do have the previous Diablo. I've played quite a bit of it, um, but I'm not like a mega fan. So if it went into the service, it would be it would save his fortunes, and uh, I think it would be uh, also a massive gateway to get loads of new players into what would otherwise be probably one of their most ambitious Diablo games to date. Um, especially with this like shared open world and uh, kind of these randomized boss battles that appear out of nowhere, where kind of everybody can kind of come together to, to fight it, and there's there's so much going for that for that new. Diablo that uh, it would be it would be a huge get for for Microsoft to be able to include that in Game Pass Day One, It'd be a massive turn. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think it would be huge. Honestly, uh, again, it's a big game. It's a much it's a much anticipated Blizzard game. Uh, it's been many many years since three launched. We saw it, you know, launch on the 360. Then we saw it bring it to the next gen consoles. I mean, uh, the, 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 next, the next generation consoles, which is PS4 and Xbox One. And I think it's recently got a patch uh, for yeah. next gen consoles. So they are constantly updating it. There's constant seasons. But I, I, I my, again, if you didn't know, Mrs. Boomstick, not a die hard gamer. Uh, there are some games that she does play. I mean, obviously, Animal Crossing every day. Um, but she, ha- she uh, her hardcore side comes out. When it comes to these top-down Dungeons and Dragons games, uh, she's a huge fan of Boldar's Gate uh, One and Two. Uh, old Sony fans, if you're in the if you're in the chat, Champions of Norath. If you're not sure if you remember that on the PlayStation Two, uh, those were uh, Mrs. Boom's joints. Like we beat those games. Oh my God, ten plus times each. Uh, and she, uh, you know, obviously we played. Uh, Diablo 3, well, a couple of playthroughs. She is very excited for Diablo 4, and I saw mine. It would be great to get that into the uh, into the uh, into the service. But uh, Mag, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, this story came out of uh, yep. uh, through one of the connections through Special Nick, who obviously gets it more right than he gets it wrong. And then, of course, the the information was corroborated with just uh, uh, just Corden of Windows Central and their sources over. At Windows Central, um, it to me it sounds like a legit date. I kind of wonder though, is was this delayed for uh, for the purpose of Microsoft getting a big game from Activision Blizzard into yeah. Game Pass? Well, it's a wise move because it's it's beneficial for two reasons. One, you give the game more time. So that therefore they're able to develop further. No one's sitting there pining. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people pining about it because Diablo is a huge franchise. However, you don't see it in the news every day, right? You don't have people saying, "Where the hell's Diablo?" You know, there there isn't a, a witch hunt going on out there like they did with Halo and everything. Rightfully so, but I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? It was always in the forefront of the news. No one's talking about Diablo a lot, right? So the good thing is that gives them a little bit of time out of the spotlight. Right, so that they're away from the spotlight, so it gives them more time to develop. On top of that, if Microsoft can get this deal done, then therefore what's going to happen is, yes, you could absolutely use it as a celebratory launch of the deal going through because then you have 
You know what I mean? You have a big title that you can throw right in there day one, and that'll be like the big the big impact, right? The, the impact of the sale and everything else and the deal going through. So I think it's a great move. So I think the timing would be perfect, obviously. Let it let it wait. Wait till the deal's done. The, done, the deal's going to get done, folks. It's just a matter of when, not if. So it's going to get done. And therefore, you do it then. You launch it then. Now, the thing is, a good thing about a game like Diablo in there day one, first of all, it's going to help Game Pass. Game Pass is, is kind of sputtering a little bit right now. It's not gaining a lot, but it's not losing a lot, but it's kind of... It's kind of stagnant, and it's not really doing much. I wonder why. I mean, I know they're putting a couple of third-party games in there and stuff, but they're obviously not anything that's moving the needle on a grand scale. Diablo could do something like that, right? Uh, Diablo, look, look at the players. There are people playing the last Diablo and the Diablo, Diablo 2 for like 10 years. And what has Microsoft been wanting from day one, guys, ever since 2017 when they first started talking about Game Pass? They don't care about the sales of a, of a game. They want engagement. That is the metric going forward. It always will be. And, and, and as long as the online structure is there, as long as the subscription structure is there, it's all about engagement. Diablo is the perfect game for engagement. It can get people hooked, get people in there, and get people to stay in there. And that's what they want. That's what they want in the long run. So I think it's a win-win for them. It's a great idea to do that. Like I said, let them wait. There's no, there's nobody outside with pitchforks and torches going, where the hell is Diablo 4 right now? I don't hear it. I'm sure that the, the community wants it. Obviously, they want it. But the smart thing is, is that uh, Activision did not, or it's not Activision, excuse me, uh, Blizzard did not announce a release date. And that is something that I've always been an advocate for. Stop showing sh uh, stuff too early. And at the same time, don't give release dates if you, if you think that there might be a possibility you can't do it or you can't make that release date. Make sure the game is done before you say anything about it. They, they never said anything so that we don't have to read one of those yellow emails from like CD Projekt Red every six weeks. You know what I mean? For like two years about, uh, about uh, Cyberpunk. Nobody wants to hear that, right? So the best thing is, you know the game's coming. You just don't know exactly when. And then when they have it, then they'll be ready. You've taken pressure off the team. And at the same time, you could, like I said, you could start that ABK deal going through with a big bang. I think it's a great idea. It's good for marketing. It's good for PR. And it's good for the, uh, the well-being of the studio and, of course, of the game itself. I think it's yeah. an all-around win for me. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Jordan TJ, round us out over here. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on the potential of Diablo 4 being the first game to be dropped into the Xbox Game Pass service after this deal is done. Jerron TJ, you, I think you're on mute, brother. There you go. All right, we still can't hear you. All right, listen, you, no, no, no worries, brother. We'll get you okay, back. Okay, there we go. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to make it into uh, Game Pass. I, I really do. Um, now, I'm, I might just be generous by saying that, but to be honest, uh, it'd, be, it'd be great for Game Pass. A lot of people are big Diablo fans, and it'd be, it'd be really uh, nice to see it in Game Pass day one. Um, yeah, if if it 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 looks really good from what from what we saw at E3 when they showed it when they showed yep. uh, all the other stuff for it, it looks really good. I'm actually gonna get into it when it comes out. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those games that's gonna have a lot of legs for a multitude of reasons. Not only is it a popular IP, not only do yeah. people want to play it, 
Uh, it is a continuation of the story that's been being told for decades. Uh, three uh, yeah. ended in a, in a bit of a cliffhanger, um, and uh, yeah. like I said, this is a this is this is a good way to introduce people or to get the uh, tap the pulse of the specifically the PC community. Like PC Game Pass does well, there's no doubt about it. It's doing very oh, well yeah, for Microsoft, but this game will drive subscription numbers through the roof. Now, listen, we are a 19 minutes to the end of the show, and we did get to both topics. So what I want to talk about, I want to do something fun for a change and talk about gaming. Like, what, what are we playing? I'm going to go first to Hargeet Chani. You know, obviously, this is a game talk show, right? We, we're all gamers here. We have 300 people here. We're all gamers. Uh, you know, what What are you playing right now that has your interest peaked? And, and what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? Yeah, so I started up Nobody Saves the World, another Game Pass game. Yes. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and then I've been playing Gotham Knights on PC. Uh, and then uh, Halo. I've been waiting for that update. Played a little bit to, uh, last night. Um, we'll try to play more. Uh, definitely this weekend. I want to get into uh, some of the new maps uh, and multiplayer. I've checked out Forge a little bit, um, but maybe start the co-op campaign. Um, you know, we tried that when the beta came out. It was so much more fun than uh, than playing it solo. Um, oh, so nice. I'm hoping to do that again. Um, but yeah, so those, those are the games I've been playing. Uh, I have a lot of games in my backlog, so uh, it's about 150 games strong. So <laughs> plenty, to, plenty to play. Um, and Game Pass just keeps adding more and more every day. Okay, so, so here is the unpopular question because I have been booed on my own show. Uh, I have also <laughs> been yelled upon by many people who have blamed me for them buying Gotham Knights. I absolutely freaking love yeah. Gotham Knights. I have stopped podcasts live on the air to talk about my love for uh, for that game. You're playing it on PC. I'm playing it on console. I think it looks fantastic. I got all the bells and whistles for the TV. I'm playing HDR on console too. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. So what? Are, what are your thoughts, Hargeet? Dude, that beginning is so good. I like. I don't know why it got such bad ratings. Uh, maybe it's the frame rate or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they were expecting. I guess right. And one of the the concerns going in was like the dialogue will be stupid or something like that. But I mean, once you get past like the beginning of it, that, it's all good. It's it's actually really well done. Um, I mean, it it's a fun game, and it's it, it's it's a little different than the Arkham series as far as the fighting. But you kind of had to do that because of the co op. Um, so because you can't expect like the one character that can go everywhere, right? That was what Batman was able to do. Well, that's not going to work if you're if you have multiple people, right? So uh, it's not bad though. It, it works pretty well. So. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the complaints were, why it got such a low rating. I, I think it's pretty good so far. Uh, I've been hearing other people who've actually played through it. You know, like uh, Fonz, uh, he he didn't want to, he thought it was going to really suck. He got into it and loved it. Uh, you know, and, and Randolph, you, know, he, you see Randolph Thor? Randolph Thor is playing through it, yeah, again. Exactly. He gave on it, New yeah, Game he, Plus. He, yeah, he played it twice, right? So, like, I, I just suggest people like look past the score and go yes. try it. Uh, if it's on sale, you know, on Black stuff. Friday or something like that, you know, pick it up, try it out. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, and, you know, it, it is a pretty good game. And if, if you have that Batman itch, it kind of goes there. So it, it's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd i give it a good rating so far, but I have not finished it yet. So, uh, but nice. yes. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Uh, Dutch, what, what are you playing, brother? What, what's got the Dutch wrapped around its finger? <laughs> oh, yeah. So a few games. <laughs> and much like Hargeet, too many. Uh, <laughs> so I've I've still I'm still working my way through Plague Tale. I'm about halfway um on Plague Tale Requiem now. Um Call of Duty distracted me too much uh recently. Uh, so Plague Tale then Call of Duty dropped. So I've playing Call of Duty loads, played the campaign, um, then played loads of multiplayer, so I've been playing that. Of course, God of War Ragnarok's dropped. So I'll, I'll be starting God of War on Friday, <laughs> but I will be playing that one through to completion immediately because I did the same with the last one. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll be doing that and platinum in it. Um, it's one game that I, I want to platinum, uh, platinum the last one. So I'm making sure I'm doing the same on this one. Nice. Um, then, of course, um, Return to Monkey Island dropped on Game Pass. It's already out. It's there to install now. Um, so if you want to go and play Return to Monkey Island, I know I will be. Um, How big of a download is it? Yeah, uh, it's, it's quite small, actually, a couple of gig. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's like four four gigs. I'm like, that's not even it's not a yeah. big game at all. Tiny, <laughs> yeah. which is good. Um, and that them games are going to keep me tied over until High on Life and Callisto Protocol, um, and that's a nice way to end the end the good year. Choices. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, my my problem is time. Um, yes. Obviously, time. <laughs> yes. I can't pause it. I, I do. I do produce five shows. You know where it is, uh, Boom, as well. The the uh, the surprising thing about, and this is when I was uh, seeing ACG's review. ACG's kind of one of them. He's a uh, great reviewer. Reviewers. Not yeah. only do, do I respect, but in terms of his, um, I think it's just the 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 thought process that he has and I have are very similar behind how we look at games. Um. So we kind of match up in our in our thoughts um, when it comes to games as well. So I, obviously you have to align with certain reviewers, uh, and you'll tend to find that your your tastes and your styles of games often match up with certain people. And if you find a reviewer like that, stick with them because it tends to be that if they don't like a game, chances are you probably won't like that game either. So it gives you a good indication of whether or not to kind of jump on it straight away or not. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was just when I heard the size of the campaign compared to the first one. Um it made it even more surprising to me that Sony Santa Monica didn't stretch us out into a trilogy because of course the first one was like thirty hours including um all of the platinum kind of stuff. Um this one's twenty five to thirty hours just on the single player on the on the campaign and up to seventy hours including all the side quests, like 70 hours. Like, Jesus. And then we've I've got to finish Plague Tales. There's at least another kind of 10 hours or something on Plague Tale there. And then, of course, Callisto. God knows how big that is, but there's, there's another maybe 10 to 15 hours or maybe more. Uh, and then High on Life, there's another maybe 10 to 15 hours at least. Yes. And then, obviously, Call of Duty is like infinite time. So, <laughs> well, Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer. It's yes, infinite co- time. Co- yeah. I'll do a co-op run through again at some point on that as well. With with that being out now and Forge, dear God, I'm going to spend so many times doing community nights with Forge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, problem, folks. Time and yep. and, and there was a lot of time, a lot of time this year where there was a lot of lulls, 
and now yeah. everything is hitting. It's it, it's bonkers. The mag, what 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 are you playing, Mister Platinum? Uh, you know, obviously yes. we feel a type of way about your platinums, which are ridiculous, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and that's not so much me. Uh, it's Kaysante who's listening. He gets so rattled by it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> what what uh, what's got your attention, and what what are you most excited for? Well, first of all, obviously I'm playing Call of Duty. I, first of all, I'm not just the platinum guy. I also go for my thousand out of the thousands on Xbox. But the problem with that is that the minute DLC drops, there goes my, you know what I mean? There goes that completion, right? So it always pisses me off when I look at something and I'm like, yeah, I got you. And then I look like a month or a couple months later and it says a thousand out of 1325. And I'm like, God damn it. Right. So then like, it, it bothers me, right? Because you lose that hundred percent. But I've learned to live with it. As long as I get those four digits, a thousand and above, I get. I just I don't worry about it. But it does in the back of my OCD mind drives me absolutely insane. However, Call of Duty, obviously, I'm sitting at I think seven hundred and change now out of a thousand on Xbox for um, for uh, Call of Duty. So um, I got to do those co-op missions, which are really tough, by the way. Like they're no joke. So it's a, it's a, it's a, those are really tough. So I, I got to work on those with somebody. Um, obviously, God of War, I played the first 23 minutes. Magnificent already. And uh, what else do I got going on? I got, well, Lego Star Wars, I haven't even, st- I, I kind of started, but it's just, that's going to be one of those backlog games that I'm going to get to in like 2024. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> and I'm going to go back and play it. Cause you know, Star uh, Lego, Lego games are, are eternal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what you you could leave it for four years and it's still the same great experience. So there's that. Obviously, I got Callisto Protocol coming. I got uh, a high on life on Game Pass, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, or not a huge fan of. I don't know, but I, I seem like I'm going to be a huge fan of High on Life. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, it's and, Rick and Morty. Um, so yeah, exactly. So it looks wild. And then uh, I'm actually surprisingly, by the way, I actually going to be getting Callisto Protocol on PlayStation. And uh, I know some people in the chat are going to be like, oh, there goes Mag. There, his tail's growing. That pony's coming out. I'm sorry. I just read this fantastic <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean what, what, what is your stage name? It, it, it is. I know. Ponymaster420, who's been taking a nap, by the way. He's coming back. Don't worry. He's coming back. It's just a why, matter of time. Why, why are you getting on PlayStation if you don't mind me asking? I, well, I read this article and I looked at, and I'm like, really? I looked into it. They say that the uh, um, the the Dual Sense experience on Callisto Protocol is apparently quite magnificent. That in the actual uh, lead developer himself said, he says they spent a lot of time and research in the Dual Sense Five, so much so that the features put into the controller for that game specifically is more than Sony first party. Whoa. That's wow. saying. That's saying something. So mm-hmm. this guy, this guy and his team put more into the DualSense 5 features than the Sony first party games that we've gotten so far. And they said he's going to be utilizing a lot of stuff with the uh, with the controller for example, like you're actually going to get monster sounds. Three uh, th- sorry, uh, 3D audio monster sounds are going to be coming out of the controller and different Whoa. and it's going to seem like it's coming out of different parts of the controller. How wild is that? Where, like, That's depending crazy. on where the monster actually is or whatever the hell you're fighting. And then the other thing is, they said you'll like, actually cut the finger eat... off if you get it wrong or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. Um, they, 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 they said that you can even feel the drag of if you're carrying a crowbar and you're about to swing the wow. po- crowbar, you will feel the drag on one side of your controller as you're trying to lift up the heavy, blunt object to be able to strike somebody and stuff. And apparently, they, they said the, the work they've implemented in it is magnificent. I can't ignore it. I need to try because my personal opinion, the DualSense Five is the. I mean, I know that I know the Xbox controller is always always the goat, 
But this DualSense 5 is the best Sony controller they've ever released, and I think it's added a lot of great stuff to uh, to the games. Anyways, just for me, I mean, I did the immersion and everything else, I love it. The novelty of it, I love that controller. So I'm getting Callisto Protocol over there um, on the PlayStation side. And, uh, and then that's it for the rest of the year. And then, of course, the big ones, you know, I got Dead Space already pre-ordered on Xbox. I got uh, Hogwarts Legacy. That's going to be the big one for, uh, for the mag for I 2023. Oh, dude, Harry Potter fan for life. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. so excited. So that's uh, that's what's keeping me busy. But uh, other than that, you know, we got our hands full, guys. I mean, this is a good thing. But 2023s are going to be an absolute disaster for us. I don't know where the hell we're going to get the time. I don't know. I have a feeling that a lot of these games are not going to get the, ju uh, the justice they deserve because there's going to be so many bloody games out there that, you know, you're going to be you're almost going to feel like obligated to, like, finish it so you can get to the next one. And obligated to finish it to get to the next one, you won't spend the time to explore, to look into it, to see all the work that the developers put in there with side quests and collectibles and all kinds of little nuances and knickknacks in the games that I think it'll suffer because there's too many damn games. So everybody's going to feel like that, you know, that FOMO is going to be driving everybody nuts to the next title, to the next title, to the next title. And um, I'm not like that, as you guys know. I'm a completionist, right? I go in there. I do not stop until I get that full 100% completion. So, uh, you know, that's just the way I am. But uh, anyways, nah, it's going to be a tough year for that. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, you know what? If that's the biggest problems that come out of 2023, you you won officially. Yeah, uh, no kidding, right? No, uh, Drawn TJ, let's get your final opinion. What, what are you playing right now? We'll get everyone out of here. What, 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 what's um, got your yeah. interest? I, I've been playing Civilization uh, on Xbox. I love playing that game. It's just like Age of Empires, but a little bit bigger. Uh, and I've been playing in Age of Empires 4 on PC a little bit. But what I've been mostly playing is Call of Duty. And then recently, last night, I tried Forge. One thing I don't like about the Forge, I like I like all, in, all of it being in depth. But the number one complaint people have about Forge from Halo 4, 5, and also this one, is that they wanted like the controls and how you navigate the menu. They want it like how it was in Halo Reach. And I agree because when I went through it, there's so many freaking objects. I, I, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what objects are what, and I don't know how to start. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll probably have to learn it, but there's just so much stuff in there. Otherwise, it's it's really cool. I I didn't get to play much last night because my console kept acting up where I had to literally restart it five times, and I don't know why it it wasn't loading my games. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Need for Speed Unbound. I'm yep. looking for Warzone uh, two when that comes out. Callisto Protocol, and next year, well, everything that Microsoft's going to dump in our laps, and also uh, Test Drive Unlimited. So that's why I'm excited for it. Yeah, good stuff, brother. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for your primetime gaming. Let's get everyone out of here. You can enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, there will be a live episode of, of course, X-Vlog live tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm still working on the guest I am waiting for. I have a guest lined up. I just want to get the confirmation before I announce who that guest is. And, of course, Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom is going to see the return of 
an ex panel member, um, a good friend of the channel, John is going to be joining. John Wolf is going to be joining us. Oh, nice. uh, he's off Friday, so he's going to come hanging out. And I think Joe, Mister Bad Bit, will also Ooh. be making his return appearance. Uh, we're going to be talking about some God of War on that program, along with a bunch of other things. But we'll start first with the mag, just because you got to fly yes, out sir. of here, dude. Yes. Sell your brand, brother. What you got going on in the world, oh. and where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, it's an absolute pleasure, obviously, as it is every week to be with you guys and uh, everybody in the panel, everybody in the chat, and a boom, of course, for running the show. Uh, but I got to tell you, this is, the, this, is the, this is the first time in a long time I've actually made it to the end of the show before I have right? to run away. Yeah, because yeah. I usually have to be like, guys, sorry, I got to take off. But uh, yeah, today I made it to the very end. But uh, anyways, guys, you know where to follow me. Come on. Middle-aged game guy. That's with a GY at the end, of course, on Twitter. And you know what? With all the crazy stuff that's going on Twitter, I think it's going to be a wild space. You never know. I, I think it's like a really cool experiment. And some people hate it. Some people love it. I'm just in there for the for the with the popcorn and just waiting to see what happens. But uh, Twitter is going to be a very interesting space. Uh, space. So who the hell knows where it's going to go? But either way, that's where you can find all my stuff. Of course, you can find me here each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But anyways, guys, it was a wonderful show. Argeet and uh, and Dron TJ as guests, of course, Dutch and Boom, guys, you guys are amazing. We will see you guys all next week. Have a great night. Yeah, thanks so much for that, brother. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, Argeet, Chani, sell your brand, brother. Talk about. Game on daily. Uh, this is a big site making some big strides, not only in the last couple of years, but uh, I'm expecting to explode on the scene in 2023. Talk about it. Where can people subscribe to it? Check out the website and more importantly, reach out to you on other forms of media because you don't do social media, but you do. What's the other one that I always Discord. contact you on Discord? There you go, yep. which I can't stand, <laughs> but it's okay. I, I can talk to you via email. Talk about it. Yeah, so uh, GameOnDaily.com. It's a news aggregation platform. Please check it out. Uh, get your gaming news, all uh, all the things you're interested in, and it'll, it'll curate them for you. Uh, and then we have our podcast, uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Saturdays. Uh, go live. It's uh, uh, YouTube.com slash GameOnDaily. Um, check us out. And yeah, I'm on Discord. I don't. It's H Chani, but I think it like it has some numbers at the end of it, so I don't even remember what it is. And H Chani is also my gamer tag on Xbox, so uh, check me out there. Thank you very much. And real quick, Mandingo McThickens, which is a funny <laughs> name, he drops a $5 subject. And he says, boom, got to disagree with you on Gotham Knights, given what they did with AK. Of course, he's talking about Arkham and Arkham Knight. Uh, this one should have been better, and it's not, but he's still playing through it, though. I mean, listen, is it a perfect game? Not it's any a different game. art not style, first of all. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, listen, that's I'm the glad, difference. I'm glad. You're at least giving it the old college effort and playing through it. Uh, Dark Saint 217, what's going on? Welcome to the channel, brother. He drops a $5 super chat and says, coming in super late, but I'm here and we're glad to have you. Uh, just check it out on the back end. We had a great opening hour and 29-minute conversation about the EU commission and what they, uh, you know, what they had to say. Uh, he says, I wish, could have, wish I could have made the 1,000th show but stuff happens, and that is no problem. But hope you and Mrs. Boom and the panel are great. We are, and thank you for being here, brother. And, of course, thank you for the generosity. But uh, um, Wandering Dutch, sell your brand, brother. Talk about uh, the, the midweek mix-up podcast. You did one this afternoon like you do each and every week. And what else you got going on the channel? And where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, yes. Awesome show as ever. Awesome guests as always, Boom. 
Um, yes, uh, you can find me everywhere at Wondering Dutch. Uh, every Wednesday, of course, on the channel, you can find the Midweek Mixer podcast, which is 7 p.m. UK time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern um, at 11 a.m. PST. Um, and of course, you can uh, find us also uh, every Tuesday for the Save Thieves Playcast or Save Tuesdays plod, uh, Playcast. Uh, and uh, every second Sunday during the weekend edition. Um, this Friday, I'm going to be doing a live stream of God of War Ragnarok. So um, you can find me right there playing the game on the PlayStation 4 Pro because unfortunately, I still haven't picked up the 5, although I do use this for playing PlayStation games on PC. So tremendous. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there, yeah, you can find me everywhere, everywhere at, uh, at Wondering Dutch. Thank you so much. And Drawn TJ, brother, talk about it. What you got going on and where can people reach out to you on social media? Um, yeah, if if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter or on Xbox at Drawn TJ. And um, yeah, if you want me to be on your podcast, I'll join. I'll give you my my insight of what, what I think about the gaming industry. And um, if if anybody wants to that's uh, watching this right now, please hit the like and subscribe button for Boom, please. Appreciate that very much. That's very it, kind it, of you, Drone it, it TJ. Does, it doesn't cost anything. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. free. It's free and painless. And uh, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate that very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here uh, and supporting Double Barrel Gaming, not only through your views but through your likes and your uh, and your subscriptions, as well, of course, as to the many Super Chats that came in this evening. I am Mr. Boomstick XL. This is Primetime Gaming, and I want to say thank you again. We want to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids, and he used to say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends.